Welcome to this week's edition of Everything Fast Pitch, sponsored by Fast Pitch Prep. Coach Don and I are in the Cherokee Batting Range podcast studio. Looking forward to another great episode. Don, how was your week? Week was good. We've got uh, lots of teams doing their winter training, and uh, I guess they've been through about three weeks of uh, you know their winter program, and really excited. I know everybody's shaking a little dust and rust off, and um, starting to look look a little fresher and better. Yeah, I don't know about other parts of the country, but weather is kicking our butt here in the Georgia greater Georgia area trying to get uh, teams out for practices and things like that. It's good for the uh, facilities and it's good for the lessons, but it's not so much uh, uh, positive for the teams trying to get out for team practices. So I know you all are really busy with teams trying to get in and get some work in uh, in and around the raindrops. No, that's that's the thing. I know many are waiting just to see what's happening and you know, for some of the groups that are waiting, it makes it tough to get in and schedule their time. Yeah, and now that is one of the things that you guys do a lot up here at Cherokee, though, is team workouts. So if you're in the Atlanta area and you're looking for a place to get in and get out of the weather, call Coach Don. Um, you can reach out to us at fastpitchprep at gmail.com, and he'll get back in touch with you, let you know what's available, and we'll get your team in and get some work done. So this week we've got an interesting show. We've got uh, uh, our shout-out segment. Uh, we're going to talk about our player of the week, our second player of the week here for the 2019 season. Got a strong interview with a good friend of ours, a former college coach who's now part of the fast pitch prep world is uh, Fred Gillum, who's up in Michigan. Uh, Our main topic is, again, talking about recruiting and making an impression and helping players and parents understand some things that they need to be doing better. And then we're going to finish up with our coaching tip of the week, which uh, is one more installment in our uh, Let's Build a Better Swing series series and i think that that'll be exciting for everybody um you know kind of along those same lines if you're looking for winter training ideas or bad weather training ideas if you go to the fastpitchprep.com website our youtube channel's got a bunch of drills you know don you and i both did tons and tons of hitting and bunting drills uh little uh things that uh, uh players could be doing in the basement or doing in the garage it's all stuff that everybody can use and it doesn't matter you know how far along you are developing your skills but uh you know, if you can add a little something to it, there there should be something in there for everybody. Yeah, and uh, the the uh, next challenge for us is we're going to be working on adding a whole bunch of other things uh, that uh, will spice that up even more. So keep an eye out and uh, check out the uh, fastpitchprep.com website and the YouTube channel um, and uh, see if there isn't some things in there that you can use to help with your training and uh, help your player become a better player. Absolutely, it's easy to navigate once you get on there. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a it's a strong thing and uh, something we're really happy about. So our shout out segment is sponsored by Da Vinci's Pizza. Da Vinci's Pizza is located at forty two hundred Wade Green Road in Kennesaw, Georgia. Their phone number is seven seven zero seven nine two. 8989 and if you mention everything fast pitch or fast pitch prep you're going to get a 10% discount on anything you order at Da Vinci's. Our shout out this week is for our player of the week which is Kendall Manning. Kendall is a player that we met at the holiday camp so why don't you tell a little bit about the backstory about Kendall and uh, and why we wanted to recognize her as our player of the week. Hey Kendall well this is a shout out for you and I know you're listening I know uh, at camp you approached me and mentioned how you listen to our podcast each week and uh, we were super excited to find out you're from Murfreesboro Tennessee yep, just uh, just south of Nashville okay and uh, you and your dad listened to the program and uh, we wanted to make sure we took some time today uh, to recognize you and to give you our uh, player of the week shout out and uh Again, just really excited that you're taking time to learn a little bit about the fast pitch game that you love 
And, uh, you know, there's plenty of things that uh, I'm sure you're talking with your dad about as we talk about on our podcast, and you're learning about the game you love so much. So that's great. Right. Well, uh, Kendall is a seventh grader, and she was uh, uh, there for all three days of the holiday camp and uh, worked her tail off, uh, worked hard at uh, all the drills and all the different stations, and I'm sure uh, went home a tired camper but a happy camper who who learned a lot and had a chance to uh, continue to grow her game and uh, we're excited that uh, uh, our reach is growing uh, to be approached by somebody in Tennessee uh, saying that they are a regular listener was very very exciting and uh, I think Kendall's also a very talented player she's got a very bright future you know obviously as a seventh grader uh, the majority of her career is still in front of her but if she keeps doing things like the holiday camp and working as hard as she is as you mentioned um, um, investing time in learning about the game through things like our podcast, I think she's going to end up being way ahead of the curve and end up having a great career. No, Kendall, that's uh, that's awesome. We're excited about everything you're doing. And uh, again, congratulations on being this week's Player of the Week. Uh, thank you very much. So congratulations, Kendall. There's a Fast Pitch Prep Player of the Week t-shirt on its way to you. And uh, uh, we're very, very excited to recognize you in our shout-out segment. Well, Don, that leads us into our interview this week. You, know, you and I have known Fred Gillum for a very long time. Fred's awesome. Every time I talk to him, it's uh, exciting to hear about all the things he's doing for uh, the fast pitch community. And, uh, you know, that's his number one priority is helping kids and families and you know, making sure that they're prepared to move on to whatever's next for them. Right. Well, and Fred's another former college coach that's moved into the instructional side of, of softball, and it's uh, uh, great for all of us to have a, an avenue to share our knowledge and to be able to tell people um, and share with people the things that we've learned over all these years. And so Fred's definitely uh, um, one of those people that has coached at a lot of different levels. He's had a lot of different experiences, and uh, I think you're going to really enjoy the uh, interview that we did with him at the holiday camp. The interview is sponsored by B. Sampson, Inc. B. Sampson, Inc. is our interior trim specialists. They feature doors and windows, custom closets, crown molding, and post and beam ceilings. B. Sampson, Inc. will meet and surpass all your woodworking needs. You can reach them at 404-569-5034, and they're located in Loganville, Georgia. And uh, B. Sampson, Inc. is a proud sponsor of Everything Fast Pitch and Fast Pitch Prep. So here's our interview with Fred Gillum. Hey, this is Coach Tory with Everything Fast Pitch, sponsored by Fast Pitch Prep. We're up at the Holiday Camp in Cookville, Tennessee, Championship Softball Camps, finishing up the third day of the camp with the pitchers and catchers. Really pleased to have a good friend of mine, Fred Gillum. Fred Gillum is a longtime college coach and has now uh, ventured into the professional instruction realm. Fred, how's things going? Tory, it's going great. It's it's great to be back in Tennessee, and I uh, really, really enjoy the fact that you keep bringing me back and making the championship camps what they are. Well, I appreciate Appreciate that. It's uh, been three great days. What's your been, impression been of the campers and the kids that you got to work with? This is by far my favorite large camp I do because, one, the campers get so much instruction here. They get a lot of reps at each station. And, you know, as you've always done, you continue to bring in quality instructors who care about what the kids learn and want to make them better players. And certainly this weekend has been no, exemption, ex- uh, no different. We've seen so many good players here, and I think the kids have 
gone home with a lot of good knowledge. Very good. So now you've got a very uh, strong background. You've coached at many different levels in the college game. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your background and some of the places that you've been? Well, I've been very fortunate to have been at the Division One level at Stephen F. Austin in Belmont University. Uh, I have also coached uh, at a lot of Division Two schools, Tusculum University in Tennessee, uh, Mars Hill College, and uh, Kentucky Wesleyan. Even been to the Division Three level. Uh, spent a couple years at Piedmont. So that experience uh, certainly has uh, helped me, and I've gotten a lot of exposure in camps even other than yours. Right. Well, uh, and it, it, having that background, you've worked with kids covering the whole spectrum of softball. Now, obviously, everybody who's playing college softball is a good player, but it's got to be beneficial now for you in the instruction world, uh, having the experience of working with so many different kinds of kids. It does, and it, it helps me to know where to lead those kids in what direction. Uh, we kind of know the kids that can play at maybe the NAI Division Three level, as opposed to the kids that may be the elite athletes looking for a Power Five school. Well, so now you're up in Michigan. Tell us a little bit about your uh, new opportunity with uh, College Connect. College Connect started out as, as a baseball organization, uh, the Michigan Red Sox, and they've been very successful. They have guys who are playing in the minors now. Uh, they're working with a lot of kids, and they found out that they were kind of missing the boat with softball. Uh, talking with them and, and doing some lessons there, we got together, and then uh, actually they made me the director of softball operations for the facility. We went from having uh, just a few girls to our, our enrollment has tripled uh, here in the last month and a half. So we're trying to make sure that we help girls mostly with instruction, but we have the capabilities, you know, to film skills videos and help them with mail outs to colleges, and then hopefully I still know quite a few people and we can use that to put them in the right place as well. So uh, let's give a plug for the facility. What uh, exactly does the facility offer? The the, the uh, College Connect facility, we have 10 batting cages. We have four uh, half cages for T-work. Uh, we have a couple pitching lanes and then we have an area that's dedicated. Uh, uh, it, it's a full infield area. The only limitations we have are the ceiling where we just can't hit fly balls. But we have baseball some Mondays, uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. It's hard to even get lessons in there because it's packed. We have programs to increase velocity, not only in pitching, but bat speed as well. Uh, we have a weight training facility uh, that uh, kids take advantage of as well, full-time strength conditioning coach. And uh, we even, we're even we beginning to use video more and more uh, at the end of each workout to make sure those kids understand what they do right and wrong. Very good. Well, that sounds like a very impressive facility. So where are you located? We're in Waterford, Michigan. That, and that's about 30 minutes north of Detroit. And, uh, you know, it's an area that we really don't have a lot of time outside because of the weather. So our indoor facility is, is, is really a great thing for kids to help them get ready for their seasons. Very good. Well, we're excited uh, to have you back with us here at the Holiday Camp for Championship Softball Camps. And we're looking forward to the future um, as I think College Connect and Fast Pitch Prep are going to be able to do a lot of things together, um, helping each of our groups grow the game and, and reach out to more and more players and uh, trying to help uh, spread our knowledge and share what we know. Fred, thanks very much, and uh, good luck at College Connect. Thank you, Tori. I appreciate it. So, Don, what did you think of that interview? Awesome. Again, uh, 
can't say enough about Fred and and all the things that he does with kids. And sounds uh, like an amazing facility they've got up there too. You know, listening to him talk about the amount of space and the uh, opportunities that they have, um, I'm I'm very excited for him. And obviously, up in uh, the greater uh, great state of Michigan, just north of Detroit, where they're located, winter has got to be a bear for them. Well, we're both familiar with that. I know I grew up in Canada, and you've spent some time in Wisconsin, right? Yeah, and uh, it's uh, um, it, training. It's its own uh, challenge. Yeah, training in the north is a whole different animal. Um, you know, you get used to um, working on some things indoors and uh, in facilities and in the gym that you know maybe uh, uh, other people don't have that experience. And I know back in the day when I was coaching at Parkside, uh, because we spent so much time indoors early in the year, um, we would spend so much time on hitting, and of course, then that would end up becoming one of our strengths. Now we had a good team, you know, played good defense and had good pitching, um, but the thing that uh, we really had to hang our hat on, and especially early in the year, was our ability to hit. And I'm sure that uh, Fred's kids are getting plenty of work in, and uh, I know he's going to do a great job up there. And uh, we're very excited for him, and uh, very excited to see how uh, fast pitch connect or college connections and uh, fast pitch prep can work together in the in the future. So, uh, Fred. Thanks very much for the interview, and uh, uh, we wish you nothing but the best as uh, you continue into the spring season up there in beautiful, sunny, snowy, frozen Michigan. So our topic this week, Don, is sponsored by All Clear Plumbing. All Clear Plumbing is located in the Atlanta area, and the phone number over there is 770-627-2900. And All Clear Plumbing will be happy to handle any of your plumbing needs in the Atlanta area. So we spent a lot of time talking about recruiting. We've spent a little bit of time here this last couple of weeks talking about the holiday camp, and I think it kind of brings full circle to some things that are on the horizon now for players and parents as they head into this next phase. Um, There's an awful lot of kids going to college camps right now. College campuses all over America are squeezing in one or two little weekend camps uh, before they get deep into their season. I know last weekend I had about 15 of the kids that I work with at camps all over this part of the country and uh, some kids even going on some excursions to some faraway places um, which is exciting but it kind of brought me to realize that there's some things that we just need to keep reminding kids of and keep reminding parents of as as we send these kids off to see uh, these different places and in a more important uh, vein uh, trying to make a good impression on the college coaches that they're going to work with. So I know, Tori, I've had a bunch of kids as well that are doing the, the quick little weekend camps. And, you know, many of mine are attending schools like Auburn and Mercer and, and schools that are close by. But as you've said before, uh, you know, the camps can be two different realms, whether we're trying to be familiar with those college coaches or whether we're trying to gather, you know, softball skill information. So and that, you know, hopefully we're getting both when we do those type of events. But uh you know, I know we'll talk about it a little bit more, but you got to keep in mind whether that's a school that we're interested in attending or right. if we're just gathering softball knowledge. Yeah, well, I think there's a little bit of both, but there still is an overriding emphasis, I think, on making an impression and using camps as part of the recruiting process. You know, one of the things that we talk about in the recruiting seminar, which, of course, is online now at our at, uh, um, fastpitchprep.com, is that camps are 
a huge part now of the recruiting process. College coaches use those camps to help make decisions about players. They use it as a way to gauge whether a player is really interested in their program. And while there are kids going there just to learn things, the vast majority of kids are going to camps at schools because they at least have some interest. It might be very preliminary, but they have some interest in going to school there. So that's where they get a chance to make a good impression, right, on right. that college coach on many fronts. Yeah. Well, and, and so let's talk a little bit about what is happening, and then let's talk about what we want want to start to see happening. Here's one of the things that uh, you know that I've worn myself out here trying to make this point and to really share this message with kids and parents that the vast majority of kids waste opportunities to make a good impression. Um, we, we all understand human nature. We talk about human nature in our training. We talk about human nature in our lives. And human nature has us dying to fit in. Nobody wants to stand out. Nobody wants to uh, be that person that is singled out. Everybody is a, a blender, kind of a, a, a mixer. And um, in the recruiting world, that's a really negative thing. And so we try to get kids to understand that uh, uh, making an impression is happening. And whether they're making a good impression, no impression, or a bad impression is up to them. And unfortunately, right now, the vast majority of kids make no impression at all. Right. And so they uh, stand in the group. You know, the the coach is talking to them, and they kind of you know make sure that they're uh, the, at the back of the pack. You know, they, they don't make much eye contact. They don't look anybody in the eye. Um, they, you know, sort of listen. So nobody remembers who they are. Right. And so um, the, for that college coach that's working at that station or instructing at that camp, you know, they're looking through a line of three or four or five people before they see you. And so um, players, it's up to you to take some responsibility and to do some things to make a bigger impression to stand out from the crowd to make those college coaches notice you more and unfortunately that's not happening you know we just did the uh, holiday camp and it was a great success but from a recruiting standpoint as I was walking around and and watching different groups and and watching different stations um, for every one player who was that go-getter who volunteered who jumped to the front of the line who wanted to make a good impression there were nine others that were Quiet, shy, demure, you know, at the back of the line, at the back of the pack. And I understand human nature sets us up for that, but we've got to start to work on that. So I know uh, we called it the Thunderdome back there when we were hitting at the uh, holiday camp, Tori. The very first part of the opening introduction was about making eye contact, standing out, uh, making sure that when you're addressing a, a college coach that you look them in the eye and um, make sure that there's a, a little bit better connection there. And um, we're hoping that all the kids that attend that camp took a little bit away uh, from that right. um, in regards to you know following that as they go about their business in other places. So yeah. hopefully, you know, hopefully we're getting more of that. And um, I saw by the end of our session, you know, they were you know approaching us, approaching each of the college coaches there and doing a much better job of it. So hopefully they can carry that on. Right. Well, and you don't know what you don't know. Right. And, and unfortunately in this process in the recruiting process, there's a whole lot more that people don't know 
than they do. And for most players, you know, the idea of you know standing out of of allowing themselves to you know to be separated from the group is just something that's really uncomfortable for them naturally. And um, but I do think it's trainable. You can learn how to stand out from the crowd if you make up your mind that you want to. And you can learn how to do those things consistently if it's important to you. And so um, you know, one of the things that uh, we talk about in the recruiting seminar is that there are a lot more kids than there are spots for anymore. So, right, that, that makes it even more of a challenge. Yep. And to what you're saying as well, um, in a classroom setting at school, sometimes you don't want to be that one, right? That get to the front of the class, you're, you know, I'm going to where I can watch you. But in this sports uh, arena, we want to make sure that we are that one that's up front that everybody is watching. Right. Well, and uh, you know, there's stories, um, all kinds of different examples where coaches do things at the college level to force their kids to stand out from the crowd. You know, when Pat Summit was coaching at University of Tennessee, you know, clearly one of the very best, most successful college basketball, basketball coaches, coaches ever, men's or women's. And she had a standard rule that every one of her players had to sit in the first two rows of every class that they took. Sure. You know, and, and you know, just that kind of you know e- emphasis on making sure that you're up front where that professor is going to see you, where you can make eye contact, where you are going to be yeah. uh, involved. But if uh, you know, my experiences uh, mean anything at all, I can tell you the vast majority <laughs> of kids, if you're in a classroom that's got 30 desks, the back 10 are going to be filled. If you're in a classroom that's got 300 desks, the back... Felt safer. Yeah, the back 10% are going to be filled. And um, and again, it's just human nature. And so if we understand human nature, we can do some things to change it. If we understand that we've got some habits or some predispositions that uh, need some work, we can go to work on, on fixing it. And again, if you know and you choose not to do it, that's on you. Um, but if you choose not to do the things that are going to make you stand out from the crowd, um, nobody's going to feel too sorry for you when the phone's not ringing, when, when coaches aren't showing up. So, um, so, for, so for, for those of them that are listening, now you know, right? Right. And, and so here's some examples, and here's some things that I noticed two different times. One, I did the uh, University of Tennessee Christmas camp and I was instructing at a hitting station there. And then at our holiday camp, you know, working through all the different stations and being around. So kids, think about this. Parents, think about your kid and think if this sounds like her. Coaches, think about those kids that are playing for you and think if this sounds like the kids that you're coaching. If any of these things are things that you believe are happening with your players or players that, are, are that you're doing, we need to check ourselves. We need to get to work on it and, and make some adjustments. So number one, when you go to a camp or you have any chance to interact with a college coach, here's the first thing. Listen to instructions. Seems pretty logical, doesn't it? So you work your way through the different drills. You get to a station. Let's say you're working on hitting drills. And Coach Don's taking you around, and he shows you six different drills, explains them all in detail, lays out all the expectations, why you're doing the drill, what's important, what you're going to get out of it. And as soon as you get in your little groups and you get back to that drill, you look at Coach Don, and you say, so what am I supposed to do here? Right. How many times does that happen? Often. Often. Yeah. So, um, so kids, what did you just do? You just made an impression. You just told that coach that you didn't listen to anything that they said. What kind of an impression is that making? 
There you go. So, um, so listen to instructions and pay attention and make sure that you're paying enough attention as you're listening that you can do what that coach is asking you to do. While you're listening to those instructions, what should you do if you don't understand something? Go ahead and ask. Let, let's ask a question. Sure. So what would make a better impression to pretend you know what they're talking about and then ask the ridiculously stupid question of, so now what do you want me to do here? Or while the instruction's going on, when it would be logical for you to ask a question, you raise your hand and say, hey, Coach Don, I'm not quite sure I understand that. Could you explain that again? Where do I set up? Yeah. Yep. Where do I stand? Where exactly should the ball go? When I make contact with it, what should it feel like? Whatever it is that you're not clear about, that you're not sure about, ask that question during the interact, explanation. Interact and yeah. be clear. So now you've done two things. You have made sure that you're not going to embarrass yourself by asking a dumb question. And two, you've stood out from the crowd because you have shown that you're willing to Ask questions when you're not sure. So, Coach, we're doing this to make sure we do a better job on the outside location? Yep. Exactly. Okay. So, and, and when I'm hitting this outside pitch, where should it go in the, in the cage or where should it go in the net? Yep. If that's the kind of question that you ask, you're making a good impression. But listen to the instructions. And as those instructions are laid out, you're learning something specific about how to do a drill make sure you're paying attention. If you're not paying attention then and you turn right back around and you ask that, so what am I supposed to do now question? You've just shown that college coach that you didn't listen to anything they said. So you've made a gigantic impression. You've stood out from the crowd, but not in a positive way. Second thing is follow directions, which is similar, but a little bit different. So when we ask uh, kids to work their way through our camp, Basically, there's like this big, giant roadmap of things that are going on. Yeah, and then that same thing happens at each, basically each station. So we use hitting stations as an example because everybody can kind of picture that. Let's say they come over to hit with Coach Don in the Thunderdome. There's you know three other college coaches back there. There's 10 stations. And what's the first thing that happens? Coach Don or one of the other coaches says, okay, you're going to do this drill at this spot. When you get from this spot, you're going to go here. From this spot, you're going to go to station three. From station three, you're going to go to station four, and so on. When you get to station 10, you probably go back to station one. Now, I'm guessing, I didn't watch every segment in the Thunderdome, but those directions were pretty clear. Very easy to follow. Yeah, it's all set up and makes sense. Yeah. So how many times did you have this posed? Well, where do I go next? Right. <laughs> to the next to, to the, the next, next station, station that I just explained to right. you because you know, we remember we talked about one two three four and around you go they're all in line yeah so um, so again if you can't follow directions you've just made an impression you've and stood just, out but you stood yeah. out but not in a good way so just like not listening to instructions now you're not listening to directions when that coach um, finishes up their segment and it's time for you to rotate to the next station and they say, okay, you're going to go out the door and up the stairs. And you look out there and you see that kid wandering around lost trying to figure out where they're supposed to go. Again, making an impression. And it's not the one that we want to make. So it's important, kids, that you start to understand those are two things that you're all doing consistently that are setting you back drastically. That you're making that impression, but that college coach is walking away from it going, oh my gosh, instead of, oh my gosh. And remember, you're, you only get one chance to make that first impression. We want it to be a good one. Third thing is, 
do your best seems logical. But one of the things that uh, um, we see all the time is, especially in a camp setting, a clinic setting, sometimes you're showing kids a new drill, something that they're completely unfamiliar with. Sometimes they're very challenging drills or very challenging skills that are meant to push them. And you'll see kids get frustrated, get uh, um, angry, get uh, um, sidetracked because of those things, and then not do their best. They just sort of halfway at half ass through, through it. drills. Yeah. Um, and so that's, again, making a gigantic impression. One of the things that, uh, a message that I try to send over and over and over again, uh, working in lessons, working in camp settings. You know, right now we're doing our winter workouts. We've got about 70 kids on Sundays. And we go through different progressions of drills and they get harder and harder and harder. And we keep telling kids, even though they're young players, that this is meant to challenge you. you you've got to make some mistakes if you're going to learn anything. And again, human nature has kids wanting to perform perfectly all the time. Well, we're pushing so hard. I think the, the kids that perform so well in the classroom, too, you know, they're expecting 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, and it doesn't work that way for hitting. Right. And, and honestly, anything in softball. So, you know, there's this old saying that if you want to bake a cake, you got to break some eggs. Well, we have to start thinking about our training that way, too. If I'm not making any mistakes in my training, I'm not learning anything. Right. If I, if I have a lesson and I take 200 swings and I hit 200 screaming line drives... I probably haven't worked on anything new or anything challenging. I probably just took 200 swings doing exactly what I'm already really good at. Sure. Well, that's kind of dumb if we want to get better. And so when we talk about do your best, we mean when the challenge is there, when, when you're faced with a drill or a skill or a situation that pushes you outside of your comfort zone, digging in and working as hard as you can to learn it, working as hard as you can to get better at it, working as hard as you can to make progress makes a really positive impression. When we set up some of these different stations, some of these different things, we are doing it purposely to challenge you. We, we want to see how you're going to accept instruction. We want to see how you're going to uh, work through Difficulty? Do you dig in and get after it, or do you, or do you fail? Yeah, do you yeah. halfway it because that's just easier? Okay, and we we see it all the time. So, kids, we want you to understand you have to do your best, and when it gets hard, work harder at doing your best. Don't ever settle for half-hearted effort. Don't ever settle for just going through the motions because one, you're cheating yourself. You're really not getting any better. And number two, you're making a very, very bad impression if your goal is to impress that college coach. So, and as you're saying that, Tori, I think that might be something fun for us to ask ourselves or for parents to ask their uh, kids at the end of a workout, did you do your best? Yep. You know, did you give your best? Yeah. Well, one of the things that I started doing is I ask kids in their mind to grade every swing they take. Now, you can do it on a scale of 1 to 10. You can do it, you know, letter grades, A, B, C, D, if you, you know, whatever, you know, is easier for a kid. Um, but as they're working to kind of keep a score sheet in their head, hey, that was a 9.5. That's a dang good swing. I can do better, but dang, I'm, I'm, you know, that, that's good. That's a 7.5. That's, that's a C. I can do way better than that. And to help them use their own ability to evaluate themselves for effort and performance and um, success to give themselves a measuring stick. So often we'll do that uh, here with some of the younger groups. You know, we'll go around the, the team at the end and say, well, how did we do as a group today? Yeah. And it's interesting 
the responses you get. Yeah, and 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 again, some of it is some of it is you don't know what you don't know. And for some kids, you know, they think that their success in lessons or success in practice is only based on did I perform at a really high perfect swing, yeah, perfect you know perfect results instead of I worked really hard on learning some new things that are going to make me better. And here's my pet peeve: I think that softball, I think baseball does the same thing that is just so so dumb is we've got it backwards kids go to lessons and they think that they should never make a mistake right they go to practice and they think they should never make a mistake and you know i'll have kids that will you know take you know 200 swings and if they don't hit 200 hard shots they're they're frustrated but try to get them to understand that you know that's my job is to challenge them with harder things so that they make their mistakes in lessons so they can stop making mistakes in the games. We want the most challenging environment to be in practice so the yep. games feel easy. Yep. Yeah. And so, but when you're challenged, do your best. If you're that hang dog, hang your head, half-hearted person, you're making a bad impression. So, and then the last one that I think is really important is to hustle. And again, hustle is a little bit different than doing your best, but it's kind of in the same vein because um, this is an opportunity for everyone to shine. Absolutely. Not every kid is talented. Not every kid has a good gene pool. Not everybody's dad was a great athlete. Um, not everybody you know comes from that kind of. You can uh, make up for all that advantaged position, but everybody can work hustle. hard. Yeah. Everybody can hustle. And so when a coach says something, and again we'll use the Thunderdome as an example, say, okay, you're going to rotate through these ten stations. If you really hustle and pick up all the balls as fast as you can. When you move from station to station, you'll get more swings in. Logical, because you're going to be there for a you know, set amount of time. You're going to have a set amount of time at each station. So if I hit a ball and kind of stare at it for a minute and then hit another ball and then you know I hit my six and then I go and I wander around the cage aimlessly while I pick those six up, in that rotation, I might only get six swings. Versus that kid who hits 12, sprints after him, gets him back in the bucket so they can hit 12 more, sprints after him, picks him up, gets him back in the bucket so they can hit 12 more. You know, Tori, as you're saying that, too, I think back to some of my favorite uh, favorite students. Um, you know, they may have been all-state players. They played at Division One schools and um, had great success through their skills. But they were the first ones to, to clean their station and then hurry to the next station to help a younger player gather theirs. I've also had and seen you know events where really talented players would gather their station and then stand and watch somebody else you know pick up their balls because they had more or stopped a little bit sooner. But right. um, you know I really appreciate and and as a coach take note of all the kids that go the extra mile and. Yeah. And are willing to do those extra things. So it, well, it does. We're all making impressions. Yeah. When another perfect example is last weekend, I did this uh, uh, tryout for a group called Florida Premier, and uh, went uh, to help them run their tryouts, and you know sat down with all the kids before they started, and talked to them about making an impression, similar to what we're talking about today. And for them, the goal was to stand out enough that one of these travel ball coaches would want to have them on their team. So we do a, a series of fielding drills that uh, basically include you and a partner working together. And it's always amazing to me because we do one we call five by five, which is I'll roll you five ground balls, you make the plays, and then you roll me five, and we take turns that way. 
And for some kids, you know, that we explain to them, we're going to do five straight at you, then five to your right, then five to your left. That's the set is 15. Well, some kids will get to 15 and they'll stop and they'll stand there and they'll stare at the sun or, you know, you know wander around or do whatever it is that they're doing to kill time. And then there's the kid next to them that will get in an extra half a round or an extra second round or a second and a half round because to them it doesn't mean stop just because or I did over. the 15. Yeah. It's, a, it's more of a, well, I've got another minute. I can get a little bit more done. I've got another two minutes. I can get a lot more done. And so um, you just see it all the time. And again, what's, you know, why is this important? Because human nature wants us to stand there and rest wants us to you know take it easy and again what's making a better impression being that player who is just the go-getter they can't you know they just can't bring themselves to stop they want to keep working that's what i'm pulling for and, and that's the one i want to coach yep and so um, again you're making an impression when you're wandering around picking up balls like a lost puppy versus the bulldog that can't wait to get those balls picked up so you can hit more you're making an impression so um, next time you go to a camp these are the big four that that uh, are the highlights of today's discussion listen to instructions make sure you understand if you don't understand ask questions follow directions again if you're not sure don't be afraid to ask but ask before you clearly appear confused Um, do your best and especially when it's challenging if it's hard if it's difficult if it's really putting you through the ringer that's when we need to dig deep and do our best and always hustle hustle always looks good and hustle's always making a good impression so don i know we've uh, done a lot of camp stuff a lot of camp discussion here in this last couple of weeks but hopefully this will set people on a good path um, as they uh, wrap up the camp season as the college seasons get ready to crank up Um, i know there's a few more of my kids going to camps again this coming weekend so um, they're, they're trying to squeeze in every opportunity they can before the college season gets running full tilt no, if, if uh, you're an athlete out there and you follow these guidelines, you are definitely going to make a better impression and put yourself in a situation where uh, you know good things can happen. So yeah, Absolutely. So do you like what you hear? Be sure to check us out on Facebook. There you'll find loads of content, including dozens of blogs, videos, news about our players of the week, and tons of chances for you to like, share, or comment on what you see. Go to facebook.com slash fastpitchpreponline. 